Hey, yo, B. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Roman in the Mix show. I'm your host, Roman Kempelmanis, and you get a special treat today because earlier we recorded with comedian Stephen D, and now I have another very special comedian with me. He is the host of Monday Night Comedies at Hole in the Wall. He is also the co-host of the Gift of Gab podcast. You can find him all around the city of Atlanta and maybe outside the city of Atlanta, too. From time to time. He is... He is more than just one thing. He is actually two things as well. We'll get more into that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Nico Smith. What's good? What's good? Right. <sighs> so we're just talking. Okay. It'll, it'll pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you, are, you are newly the host of um, Hole in the Wall. Yep, the fourth. The fourth. Okay, so before, if the first one was who? Uh, ben Palmer. Ben Palmer. Shout out to Ben Palmer. He's uh, out in L.A. doing his thing, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Doing with the picture show. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, he's an amazing dude. You know what I'm saying? Very funny comedian. And then the second one is Anthony was, uh, Driver. Anthony Driver. Anthony Driver. Uh, my dog. Uh, one of the first people who uh, fucked with me when I started doing comedy. Uh, also an amazing dude. Very funny. Shout out to him uh, and everything that he does, man. Go check out his shows at Relapse and uh, 529, the variety show, the Killing Be Cool variety show. And uh, what's the other one? Um, the, the Jam Sessions at um, Relapse. Very amazing shows nah I think the Bright show is different okay. yeah yeah the Bright show is different and then there was uh, the infamous Mississippi boy yeah that yeah him who can who can, who, who can be described instead of obscurity as infamous a clown. <laughs> yeah, a clown. There was a lot. There was a lot of uh, controversy surrounding Mississippi Boy. Like before, like uh, leading up to the moment he no longer had the room, and then you took it over. But we won't focus on that right now. We're just focused on uh, you being the new host yeah. of something that I think is very important to the scene. I do too, bro. Um, yo, like when I first started doing comedy, man. Uh, I was just bouncing around trying to figure out what I do, and I found Hole in the Wall kind of on the whim because I used to work around the corner from it. And uh, when I got off, I couldn't really hit anything else. I'd get there too late, and I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to just go to go here. And then once I started going there, bro, it, it was it. Like, I was able to get on tour my first time. It was my first year because of Hole in the Wall because I would go there. I would go there Mondays, work out everything that I've written, take it to other rooms, you know what I'm saying? But the whole process for the week always started at Hole. Right. Always oh, starting home, and it's, that's been the the mo for since I've been doing. I've been doing kind of three years, so since I've begun, that's home wall has been the one constant. So like, you you do you owe part of your motivation towards your success to home wall. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, and also like again, one more shout out to Anthony because when Anthony was the host, bro, he was one of the first people to like kind of sort of take me under his wing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Trying to you know what I'm saying give me the game and give me the gospel of like writing and everything, and uh, joke writing. You know what I'm saying? Set up tag punchline and um. It's just like I said, it was always how I begun the week, bro. And, and like I said, when they gave me, when the, um, the owners hit me up and asked me, did I want to um, host it? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't even, I didn't even have to think about it, dog, because I've been going there so long. Like, right. it is what it is. Like, it was, I don't want to say a dream come true, but it was just like, I kind of always thought about it, but I never really campaigned for it. So when they threw me the opportunity, they threw me the alley, I was like, yeah, man, take that shit. <laughs> I just want people to picture what. What we're talking about as far as Hole in the Wall goes. Like, Hole in the Wall is a very small bar. Oh, yeah, it's very small. It's very shitty. Uh, It's called Hole in the Wall. (laughs) But uh, it's kind of the charm to it. Uh, It's kind of, like, it's definitely the charm. Like, it's not set up 
to do comedy at all. No, you know, it's, it's not. It's not. It's, it's there's not. no stage to it. There's no stage. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like uh, it's like it's like it's like a e, it's like E shaped. It's like E shaped. Right. Like, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So like the stage is like towards the back where the bathroom is. It's just like a random gate right, right there. The bar. bar in the, the, the dead ass in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like a small little column in the front of the bar. You know what I'm saying? To walk through. You know what I'm saying? And then in the back is like beer pong tables and like booths and shit. And then yeah, like there's, the, there's definitely more space in the back. Yeah, definitely. Than there is towards the microphone. Definitely. But then, you know what I'm saying? But I kind of like, you know what I'm saying? For me, I like that with the show because, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people walk in and they don't know what the fuck is happening. So they'll just, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people will see people just up there talking and shit. And they'll turn their ass around. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. It's very, it's, it's very, it's, it's very, and, the the whole environment of hole in the wall is with comedy is very in your face. Definitely. Even when you even if you just walked in the room, when you hear someone going through like a very raunchy premise at hole in the wall, it's um, one of my favorite parts. It, it, it's it's very jarring to people who just walk in, but Definitely. it's one of my favorite parts too. Like yeah. watching watching the people watching the people walk out like after being so surprised about yeah. who's ever on stage. But then there's also the people who stay. Definitely. And Definitely. who really like enjoy the enjoy the show, and that's the part of the charm too, because you don't know like who's really gonna come in. And yo, it took me to be on the road to realize that like when you're not known and you don't look, you ain't never been on TV or you ain't got like no like you know what I'm saying nothing on Comedy Central or nothing like that, bro. Like you get on the road and you do like these shows like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that's. That's what it's like, bro. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a fuck who you are. You know what I'm saying? And be funny. Exactly. They don't. No, they don't. Bro, they won't even pay attention. They straight up disrespect you to your face. If like, if you're on, like, if you're like an opener, if you're like an opener, and let's say there is a headliner. We're at open mic, by the way. So yeah, that's definitely it. But anyway, but yeah. But if you're, they're trying to see the headliner, they don't give a fuck about you, bro. Comedians aren't respected, and they're not known. That's just the facts. That's just facts. You know what I'm saying? And. And one of the things that a lot of comedians who come there kind of look down on is just like, oh, well, come on, the crowd's not paying attention. Bruh, if they don't know you, nobody cares. Them is the facts. And even when but you're... But also, it's, it's, it's your job as a comedian... To bring that attention to in. Bring, yeah. yeah to, to, to bring them in. Say, to have this energy, to have this, this stage presence, to be, look at me, I am bigger than this whole room. Absolutely, And you bro. have to pay attention to you know what? what I'm saying. And you know what? When I, I finally had a moment like that, like, early on, where like, it was like a crowd of, like, 20 or 30 fucking, like, college, on my fault, college kids, like, came in. All right, and they was on, they went straight to the beer pong tables, they went straight to the bar, you know what I'm saying? They was trying to get pictures. They was, you know what I'm saying? The college kids, they was trying to hang out and shit. But then they kind of realized, like, a couple of them came over here and realized, like, what was happening or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They came and started watching the show, but then, like, you know, saying a couple of then I don't know who went up and you know what I'm saying? They was like, hey, this dude funny. This is kind of funny. Like, hey, everybody come see it. And then I went up, and then by the time I was done, you know what I'm saying, everybody was paying attention to the show after that. You know what I'm saying? And that is when you feel like you just you just did something. That's when shit's interesting because you look, because like I said, they don't, like I said, people don't give a shit. But when you brought them in and you forced them to give a shit, that's the real beauty of all the in my opinion. Yeah, man. Like I've, I've definitely had those experiences where the like it was dead, but then all of a sudden the rush of this crowd came in, and all of a sudden it had an audience, and you could not wait. You could not wait to get on stage yeah. and like say your shit. Too. Full disclosure: Hole in the Wall is a is a club every other day. It's like a is a dive bar club every other day. Yeah, but they, Monday, they Tuesday. open they open up those those. 
Yeah, it's like it's like oh, in like yeah, and like those the, walls. Yeah, yeah, and the whole there's like the part of it. It's just like one part of the entire club, and the rest of it's closed off. And like I said, Wednesday through Saturday, that shit's a popping ass club filled with twenty somethings. And, and on Monday, it's a very sad club. It's extremely sad if you're in there drinking on a Monday. Like there's something fucking wrong it's with you. Very, <laughs> here's the other thing too. Like it's very depressing. It can be. It can be. Just from the look of it, too. If you, if you, it's just called Hole in the Wall. If you saw sake. Hole in the Wall in a picture, you'd be like, this place is the, like it's sad. It's depressing. The, the lighting's bad. It looks like it's sticky. Right? And then. There's, and a, fucking, then, there's a fucking video game machine that's yeah, like plugged in. It's like, always playing. I cut this shit off, by the way. But you fucked up someone's highest score, which I don't agree with. Oh, damn. They'll be all right. <laughs> But nah, um, but when you, when you get there though, there is there is this energy. There is the, uh, very much an energy of people who are excited to be there, especially comedians. Comedians look forward to yeah. being there on Mondays too. Especially there's there's with every with every new host at Holden Wall, there comes a brand new camaraderie that surround surrounds Holden Wall. Yeah. There's a, there's a brand new energy, and you have the people. Who who fuck with you? Who, who fuck with the host? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah. Who you are? There's people who are like fuck with you, and so now you're giving them also like a platform to shine, Absolutely. and they know where to go. Absolutely. They're gonna go for Nico. They're gonna they're gonna tell some jokes, and you know these people won't let you down. Yeah. Either. So Absolutely. It's actually also kind of like a weird experience for me. Because like I've been going there for so long, and I kind of like when I go poked on there when I first 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 started, and like I said, and Anthony had like that men- that mentorship kind of sort of towards me, and now I find myself in that position. And I didn't even think about it. Like <laughs> I didn't even think about it. now people come to me asking me questions about comedy and asking me. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, which is which is. Do you? How do you feel about that? How do you feel people? Oh, uh, it was weird at first, but man, I'm just. It was weird at first, bro. But real talk, it's ain't shit, bro. Well, let's get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? I still be doing. Like I do it on tour, but I was with somebody else's tour. I was just an opener and shit. Like I said, I still wasn't known. Like you know what I'm saying? But like, I like to see people shine, bro. I like to see people do good. So you know what I'm saying? I mean, I talk my shit, but you know what I'm saying? If, if they take the advice and they got them and it works for them, you know what I'm saying? By all means, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's cool. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I just want to see people shine. Cause like, do you do you, do you have a do you have an apprentice right now? Pad, I do not have an apprentice. I do not want one. No, nor do I. Who's I'm gonna, still trying to get my shit together. <laughs> all about your shit. I do not. I do not want. I am not Obi Wan, and I do not want you. Not want. Do I do not want not one of you Anakin ass niggas? Oh my, I do not. I would just, I would just feel like they're asking a lot. Oh shit! What's I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> it's interviewing uh, Nico on the, for the podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a huge interruption. It was extremely distracting. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Dimon Oakley, everybody. Yeah. Um, what we were talking about uh, apprenticeship and asking asking for help, but also like knowing, for me, I don't know, like I'm, I'm a couple years in. Not really, a, not really too established. Like, and now I'm just getting to the point where people recognize my face, but at the same time, I'm like a very much, um, I stand out yeah. in the crowd, and that's one thing that's really worked worked for me is just being different and not like being the only Asian in black rooms, and also being the only Asian to go to like hipster rooms or yeah. white rooms. Um, I stand out with my material. That's not what I'm trying to. Don't shine. Just I'm I'm mixed, and I talk about being mixed a lot because it's like the one thing that's truly unique to me. You know what I'm saying? So 
No, well, it's truly unique to you, but there's, there's so many people, Nico. True, true shit. No, I'm saying, well, as a comedian, as a comedian. No, 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 that's Who's, it. Okay, well, no, no, there's no black and Mexican comedians. Ex- I, I can't. No. Name one. Don't worry, I'll wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, black and Mexican. No. Hmm. No one's got a... Uh, Exactly. There's it's a lot of Puerto Ricans that look like you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you piece of shit. I hope you die. <laughs> you could be, be a stand-in for, like, Desu and Miro. I'll take that. I'll take that kid. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. That sounds Start fun. Start calling people B and talk about DJ Envy's wife. Facts. Facts. It'd be, it'd be easy. It'd be easy. But nah, bro. But end of the day, man. Um, well, end of the day, like... This is just starting. This is a brand new, yeah, like brand a month, new day. Month some change in there, you know. That's still that's only four shows. Yeah, but this will change. I think five, yeah, we just five weeks. Oh no, bro! Hole in the Wall always has best during the summertime because like Hole in the Wall, like Hole in the Wall is a club always trends young. You know what I'm saying? College age. You know what I'm saying? Post grad age. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, you know what I'm when people ain't got shit to do, they always pop up during some Mondays. And then most people hang out because at the end of the day, their drinks are mad cheap and shit. They got help. How will you make the show different? Uh, for one, uh, I'm gonna, again, one more time, shout out to Ahe. I do what I can to promote the show as much as I can. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I got it on Eventbrite, I got it all online, I got it everywhere. I pay for put a sign outside. <laughs> what you need is a banner, man. Like a banner. I'll get one for the fucking roast. Yeah. Talk about. I'm definitely getting one. There, there needs to be a banner outside of the club. Like just say, you know, just says live comedy inside. Definitely, definitely get one for the roast. That's a, the roast is one the thing I want to be like the thing that I feel like will take it to the next level. If it, if I'm, I'm hesitant about about asking to be part of the roast. Just, just because I know my my skin is not that thick. <laughs> oh, bro, I want people to be savage. Oh my god. Yeah, my, Oh, I want people to be savage. <laughs> All right. So, like I said before, like I'm, I am, I'm not tough enough to join. Not well, my skin is not thick enough to to join the world because I know my insecurities, and I know my insecurities are vast <laughs> as well. Ah, uh, bro, my insecurities have been beat up, shot down, and completely destroyed, bro. At, at this point, once you hit, I guess it maybe it's a three-year thing, but at this point, bro, I'm dead inside. Like, there's literally nothing nobody can say to me that would hurt my fucking feelings at this point. Like I'm saying, short of calling me a nigger, a nigger with a with, a, with I would an ER. Have to, I would have to do a, a really deep dive. On all your social medias, but I'm pretty sure, like, I literally just told a story about getting catfish, bro. Like, I'm saying, I ain't shit. Right. <laughs> I ain't shit. Shit, I'll tell you. I will tell you so you can try because I just want the show to be funny. <laughs> right. I just think this shit would be hilarious. Like, it's not like, yo, because, like, my thing with, like, Atlanta comedy, I love being, being able to do comedy in Atlanta. It's so dope. But I feel like, especially on, like, the white side, it's not a lot of niceness. Niceness? Yes, niceness. Yeah, no, there's, not, there's not enough savagery. Yeah, exactly. When I say it's niceness, you know what I'm Everybody's respectable, you know what I'm saying? Respectful and cool. That's fine, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You go on social media, you know what I'm saying? Oh my God, his show is so big. You know what I'm saying? Fuck all that. Bro, I want people to I want people to be savage to one another. Not because, you know what I'm saying? This is like the shit people have always thought about saying, but just too scared to say in their face. Just because, like, bro, I'm a firm believer, bro, that you can 
if you can talk shit to somebody's face, like power point play period, and they can just laugh it off and just go, bro, that's respect in my eyes. Yeah. That's love in my eyes, bro. Because if you can like take somebody just got them. Because like I said, bro, I'm like, man, I've been roasted my whole fucking life. So, you know what I'm saying? So, and like I said, it gets to the point where you go up to, like I got so you go up to some of your cousins, some of your family, they're just like, you suck, you old bitch, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's just normal. That's how your family talks to each other? Absolutely, bro. You know what I'm saying? My family is savage, especially on, especially on my medicine side, bro. It's okay, especially, especially me. Especially me, they used to give me hell because, well, um, because I'm mixed and shit. Because I was mixed and shit. And I was always taller than everybody. Oye, gigante, huh? <laughs> Hey, you're tall. Yeah, the guy they'll call me a giant. You know what I'm saying? Everybody start laughing and shit. That Fuck my Mexican a, side, by the way. That was, that was a hard cut. You know, when I was a kid. That was a hard cut. When I was a kid, bro. You're, they called you big. Gigante. And that's what that's what got Gigante you. Gigante gringo. The gringo is one that hurt. The gringo part too. The gringo. That's it. When I was a kid. They called you a big outsider. Yes. <laughs> I felt like an other. And, and that really cut you deep. I feel like. That's not as savage as you portrayed. Nah, but like it's also just like how it made me feel when I was younger. Like I said, again, this is when I was like a little kid and shit. You know what I'm saying? But then as I got older and shit, you know what I'm saying? You know how like you know what I'm saying? What people used to say to you, pick on you shit when you was a kid, and so now at this point you wear that shit like armor. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, it was like when you grow up mixed, like you feel oh, no, weird. Like being picked on definitely helped. Yeah. With with me not being as afraid to be on stage. Uh, oh yeah, man. like it definitely made me. It made me tougher. It made, it made me develop a sense of humor. Yeah, because I damn sure got my ass kicked a couple times in high school and shit. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, at this point, bro, I don't been through every embarrassing thing that you can do. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I promise you, I have. Man, I just remember the one time this one dude tried to wanted to fight me, and I just couldn't. Like he was saying some shit that someone spread spread a rumor about me that I was talking shit about him, and when he told it to me. I just couldn't stop laughing at it. Like the fact that he would believe some stupid shit, like because I'm a nice guy, bro. And I just would, I would just laugh and I made shit so much worse, bro. By just laughing at, like laugh, laughing I at got, his ass. I got my ass kicked in front of the whole school. Um, and and my shit was way worse than that because a dude just outright disrespect disrespected me and dared me to do something. Uh, a dude stole like he he was in the, he was a classmate. He stole my hat. He stole a hat, a fitted hat that I wear. He stole it. I didn't know where the fuck it went. I guess I just lost it. And he wore it to school. And this nigga was in my first period class. Like, he just dared me to say something. And I did, eventually. Because, like I said, at that point, you know what I'm saying? You can't not say nothing. But I'm saying, at the time, I was like, I ain't hit my growth spurt yet. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I wasn't quite as tall as I am now. You know what I'm saying? This dude, this dude is like, this, his name was D. I don't even know what the fuck his real name was. Just D. He had, in ninth grade, he had dreads, tattoos, grill, a grill, and goddamn soul drugs. <laughs> what was that last part? Yeah, he, no, he had a grill, tattoos, dreads, and he sold drugs in ninth grade, bro. Huh. You know what I'm saying? He used to this. <laughs> he used to this. So, so I had to go up to him after class about, yo, that's my hat. Give me my hat back. You know what I'm saying? He didn't say. He didn't. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even acknowledge. He just slapped me, backhand. Front of the host. And when he slapped me, he slapped my glasses off. I had really thick glasses at the time. Couldn't see oh, shit. You wore glasses then, yes, bro? yes, I did. I still, you know what I'm saying? I still need them. I just wear contacts because my shits is bad, bro. So that's why I don't wear them. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, slap my glasses off. And then he, then he proceeds to like walk around and play with me. And then because he knows I can't see, <laughs> and just like whooping my ass, and I can't fight back because I can't fucking see. <laughs> It was all bad, bro. It was all bad. And that shit followed me throughout how, the year. How bad of a beating was 
like I didn't bleed or no shit. I had like a black eye or nothing like that. It was just the fact that it probably could have been worse if he was like legit mad. You know what I'm saying? It was around. Yeah, he was like, nah, nah, nah. Like he, he was throwing hands. He was definitely throwing hands. But like I said, but he was more or less like playing with me just to embarrass me, to shame me, even right. worse. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I had a black eye, I would bleed. It would have been that much. Do you remember the name? Just the first name? Just D. I don't know what the fuck. D. His name was just D. Just D. Oh, D. I think you owe this man an apology. Yeah, I know them niggas I went to school with got that nigga probably a pastor by now, bro. <laughs> or some shit. Probably. Oh. And I think you should if you if he is a pastor. Do you do you stuff? Do you, did you buy yearbooks? Uh, I got one somewhere. You got one somewhere. Do you yeah. think you might be at the one of those? Or he, I don't know. He was classic. Nah, brothers. like no, 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 no. He was in the same grade as me, bro. Okay. No, he's in the same grade as me. So and, like he didn't there. Um, and uh, I don't think he graduated. Like he got he got kicked out of school after that because he kept on fighting. Like, he, I think he was like it was like it was like winter time. He'd been in like five fights at that point. I think he got kicked out of school. <laughs> yeah. He was just that nigga. That nigga. Every school had that nigga. He was that nigga right there. <laughs> I've seen a I've seen a kid a kid get a. Uh, Punched out of his shoes. I've seen. Like, legitimately, like, his fucking, like, his shoes were still on the ground, and his fucking body was up more else. You gotta go, man. You gotta go. Okay, Screw your outro. Screw your plug. Alright, but anyway, yes, Roman, thank you for fucking with me, sir. You know what I'm saying? Um, we talked about my show, man. Uh, every Monday, man. Doors, uh, every, doors at 9, show at 10. Uh, it's Holding the Wall in Buckhead, Atlanta. Uh, man, dope show. Great environment, bro. We always have fun. Man, at minimum, we have fun. We have a good time, bro. Uh, if you look it up on Eventbrite, that's uh, Hole in the Wall, open mic on Eventbrite. You know what I'm saying? You buy you a ticket. The show is free regardless, but if you get a ticket off of there, you get a uh, free drink on me. On me. And um, if you hang out to the end of the show, because I know sometimes that shit can be a fucking comedy marathon. I know what the game is, but you still supported me and you still fuck with me, so I always buy a picture of you. I don't think the show goes on long enough. Ah, nah, actually, bro, I, I, I like, cause I hate fucking comedy marathons. That shit irks my fucking soul. I hate that shit. But like, it's a, like, <laughs> I, cause I have to speak up for like, like Omar and Stephen D, who you know like don't get out there until like eleven o'clock, True. and that's always been the mo for them. But they still, this is their environment where they get on and late on Mondays. And True. I just feel like you're 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 kind of alienating that that group of people who've been fucking with them the whole. For, for so long. I mean, true and I'm not, Every time Stephen D doesn't get up one day, I always put him up the next week, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? And Omar, I just haven't seen. He only came the first week, and I ain't seen. He ain't said nothing to me, so uh, I don't understand. So I, I didn't even know that that was an issue. Yet. But Stephen D, if he don't make it one week, I always put him up the next. And you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to alienate him, but, but like again, that goes back to me trying to make it my own. Right. You to, know make, to, to make the show, and I understand that you don't want it to go too long, but check it out I'll, on Mondays. Yeah. For sure. Appreciate you. Absolutely, bro. My dog. That's it, man. I see you around. Thank you, sir.